Hey guys, just jumping on real quick here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard of it, Anchor is through Spotify. It's one of the easiest ways just to be able to produce a podcast. It's got everything you need in just one place. So Anchor has the tools. It allows you to record, edit, do everything you need to make a podcast right from your phone or your computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcasts on different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many different more. It's an awesome tool. I love using it. I've been using it for a little bit now. And the cool thing about it is it's absolutely free. So if you're interested in starting up a podcast, if you're interested in getting involved in podcast work, then download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Why was I in this situation when I know it was a toxic situation? Did you ever wonder why you stayed with your abuser so long? Did you ever wonder why you stayed in that toxic relationship? Or maybe you beat yourself up like mentally of thinking like, why in the world did I actually stay with this person when I saw the red flags or I saw the abuse? And what made me want to stay? And why for so long? A lot of times people get confused and they wonder and they start to beat themselves up even internally of thinking, why was I in this situation when I know it was a toxic situation, when I know it was something that wasn't beneficial? Like, am I dumb for being in this? Am I stupid for lasting this long? Like, what is actually going on? Well, if you're new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist, and I'm on this platform and other others to provide awareness about what narcissism is, the devious nature and the destructive aspect that happens when you're involved with a narcissist. I'm also on this platform to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. And do that on a day-to-day basis to try to help people understand what's going on, but then how to actually grow from it, how to get out of it, how to work on their healing, growth, and change. And a lot of times when people feel like they're stuck or they feel like, I don't understand what's happened or why I was in it so long, they need to understand the aspect of a trauma bond. Trauma bond is one of the biggest aspects that I talk to people about in one-on-one coaching and when I talk to people like all across the globe on a daily basis. And that's this aspect of I have something in my mind that I know this relationship is toxic, but I still want to go back. I still want to engage. I still want to be with, share time, like think of the future, whatever it might be. I still want to interact with this person. And typically that trauma bond is built on cognitive dissonance, hope, or potential. And that draws people back. The emotions, the feelings, draw them back to a person that they know isn't healthy or isn't good for them, but that makes them stay a little bit longer. You have to understand, like, when you're involved with a narcissist or a toxic person in your life, you've been manipulated. And you've been manipulated through multiple different ways. One of the three biggest ways that a narcissist works on changing your reality and manipulating you is changing your reality in three different ways. Is first off, gaslighting. Telling you that something didn't happen or did happen that was actually the opposite. They work on changing your reality of what's actually happening in that moment. So you look at something, you're like, that just happened. And the narcissist is like, no, it didn't. It didn't happen at all. And they're playing with your visual senses, your visual, what you hear, what you see, what you taste, what you touch. You're like, this happened. And they're like, no, it didn't. With this, it starts the crazy-making process, confusing you and making you start to doubt your intuition, your reality. They do that with gaslighting. They do that with love bombing, changing your perception of the moment, what's actually happening now. It's not that bad because I'm giving you gifts. I'm spending time with you. I'm doing what you ask for. I'm doing what you want. All the different aspects of love bombing, whether it's overt praise, whether it's just words, whatever it might be, 
to be able to change your perception of what's happening here and now. And then the aspect of future faking, where they're changing the reality of like what's coming down the road of like, hey, this will change. This will get better. This will happen. Just trust me. It's going to happen. I am changing. Narcissists manipulate you in so many different ways. At the beginning of the relationship, a lot of times you see the love bombing. What people don't normally see and don't normally realize is at the beginning of the relationship, you're actually being groomed. You're being guided through, at times, almost a step-by-step -step process of how to lock you in so that you will be the narcissist, so that they will own you, so that you will serve them. A lot of times when they're groomed, when a person's groomed, it touches on a couple different areas. Psychopath Free dives into these a little bit more. I've done a three-part series about narcissists groom their victims, so check that out on YouTube. It's under Narcissists Groom Their Victims. But to give you like an idea, narcissists immediately when they start to get to know you is constructing and building that mask of themselves. One of the first ways they do that is by saying we have so much in common. Like, I can't believe it. You like that too? I like that too. Like you like this band? I listen to them all the time. You do this and all of a sudden they're constructing bits and pieces of your personality, taking that and deciding, hey, this is something I'm going to identify with. Sometimes later then going and researching it or listening to the music or whatever it might be to be able to say, hey, like we connect in this way. Now, we're not talking about someone who's changing their preference or someone that's like, oh, you introduced me to this, so I like it. No, it's someone that's actually fabricating the fact that they connect or that they like something when they actually don't or when they actually haven't even seen or understood it. But it's trying to build an immediate connection. If I can get an immediate connection with you, I have an in into controlling your life. A lot of times there'll be this alignment of like we're going the same direction. We have the same hopes and dreams. And then you get with the narcissist, the toxic person, you realize down the road, they didn't even care. They're not even going the same direction. They're not even in the same field or same chapter of the book. Like they don't even care. But a lot of times they'll tell you early on, like, I want the same thing as you. I want the house. I want the lake house. I want the, the white picket fence, the dog, the five kids. Like they'll align with you to be able to lock you in. It's another form of like future faking, but they'll specifically do it in the early stages as a way to groom you. A lot of times you'll see uh, at the beginning where you'll see vulnerability, where the narcissist will pick up on your vulnerabilities and copy them or mimic them. They're like, hey, I have the same struggles. I have the same insecurities. And what that does is it starts to bind the two of you together because you have something in common. Again, going back to so much in common. But then you also have something that especially from an empath side or a fixer side or a caretaker side, you have a lot of different people that are like, oh, I see that pain that you have. I see that insecurity that you have. That's what I have. I know what I want to be able to fill that. Let me give that to you. And you end up giving that person something or a part of you that isn't getting filled up yourself. Other times, and I hear this in one-on-ones, but also just it is a fact just of like grooming of a person being like, I've never felt this way in my life. Like, we have so much in common, like, like I've never been in, in so much love with someone as you, like, all of my exes were crazy, but like, you, like, you're just so different, like, it's amazing. And a lot of times, that's manufactured feelings that the, the toxic person will be like, wow, like, I've never felt this way before, because they actually never have, and they actually aren't feeling that way. They're just manufacturing that. They're just saying that to be able to lock you in, to be able to say, hey, this is a person that I want to be with, and let's go ahead and lock this in so that the other person thinks that they're like soulmates. Oftentimes they'll say, soulmates, we're twin flames. Well, it's fate 
destiny that's brought us together. We're never going to be apart. And what this does sometimes, depending on your spirituality, religion, anything like that, it'll bind people even harder. Like not just in a physical, mental, emotional, but almost like a spiritual sense that they start believing like, wow, we were destined to be together. And as a result, there's no way that we can break this. Narcissists will set up and do so many different things to groom you to be subservient to them. To groom you to be their servant, their slave, the person that gives them the automatic compliance that they believe they're entitled to in order to get control over you. The control over you is not always just to have that control, but it's also to support the mask. The mask that the narcissist puts up in front of their face that is saying, I'm a good person. Believe in me. I'm not the bad guy. Because they want to produce that mask to other people so they don't have to admit who they actually are inside, the guilt and the shame that they feel. And as a result, they run away from accountability and responsibility. Narcissists oftentimes early on will test the waters. They'll try to see what are you going to put up with. If I can insult you and then you don't say anything, then that means you're going to be willing to take more abuse. If I insult you and you get upset, I can say, oh, like, I'm just kidding. Like, it was just a joke. Like, don't be oversensitive. Then the person will back off and then later down the road, we'll test it out again. And get to the place where people start lowering their guard, start lowering their, their capacity to be able to pick up on that kind of stuff. And then that's when the narcissist keeps abusing. A lot of times people stay in this so long because they're not educated in it. And just the other day, I had a comment on one of the platforms where someone asked, what is NPD? And like so often in my mind, I'm thinking like the, the market's like saturated. There's like so many people that know about it. And there are a lot of people that know about it, but there's also a lot of people that don't. That still come asking, am I in a trauma bond? Am, am I working through this? Like, am I the narcissist? And then we have to walk them through systems and procedures of like, hey, this is what we're looking at. These are the attributes. Like, this is the story you're telling yourself to try to be able to help people rewire their mindset to break free of the trauma bond, get through the rumination phase, and get to a place where they're healthy, happy, and whole, setting up good boundaries for themselves, good habits, good triggers to not go back to a narcissist and to not get with one in the future. It's a process. One of the things that people oftentimes looking back at it get so frustrated of like, why did I stay in this so long? And there's two things I want to kind of point out. The first one is the negative talk. What is your mind saying to yourself when you're thinking about the past? Because a lot of people will pull out, wow, I'm so stupid for staying. I can't believe this. I was so dumb for doing this. And they start having all this negative self-talk. Take out the end of the sentence and just listen to what you're calling yourself. I'm stupid. I'm dumb. I'm an idiot. And understand that that is not going to help you to succeed, move forward, heal, grow, and change. You have to change the mental self-talk that you're giving to yourself. That's the first thing. The second thing is you weren't educated in narcissism when you were in it. And so one of the things that people struggle with is they will hold themselves accountable for something they didn't know. When's the last time you got upset at your four-year-old self because you didn't know algebra or you didn't know how to do equations or you didn't know how to spell certain things? You didn't and you can't because you didn't have that education, that knowledge, that capacity at that time. The thing I want you to understand is you can't hold yourself accountable for something in the past for knowledge that you have in the present. That's not fair on you. 
So take a moment and take a breath. Give yourself some grace because you didn't have that knowledge then. You didn't understand what was going on. Examine your self-talk of how are you actually talking to yourself. And let's focus on your healing, growth, and change. If I can be of help with that, uh, whether you're just listening to the nuggets of truth we drop on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, follow on any of those, Raw Motivations, Interact, catch one of our lives, or if I can help with talking to you one-on-one or kind of helping you walk through, am I a narcissist? Trying to think through, like, am I the toxic one? How do I get out of a trauma bond? Please feel, re- feel free to reach out. We've got a description down below in the bio, or you can just go to rawmotivations.com, grab a time there. We'd love to talk to you to help you heal, grow, and change.